0: Hello, everybody. This is Paul Costell with We Love Arabian Horses, and today we're joined by Jim Porsche. Jim, thank you for being on the podcast.
1: It's my pleasure, Paul. Thank you for asking me.
0: Well, listen, Jim, you're the chairman of the Arabian Sport Horse National Show Commission, and we're going to talk about sport horses here in a minute. But the question I like to start out with with everybody is, how did you first get involved with Arabians, and Kind of what's brought you to your passion and love of Arabian horses um, throughout your life to today?
1: Well, I was raised on a working cattle ranch in southern New Mexico, and horses have been a part of my uh, my family's life on on both sides. But I always had an attraction to the Arabian horse, and I, I really think that it was the black stallion that got me there when I read that story. And there was just something about the romance and, and the breed that Walter Farley um, conveyed in his book that got me hooked on on the horses. When yeah. I was in high school, I went to work for Richard Pritzlop, who was one of the first importers of the great Egyptian horses from Egypt. And he had a ranch here in New Mexico, and um, I worked for him for a while, and that, kind of solidified the um, connection.
0: So at what point did you become a professional trainer?
1: Uh, I was in school. I was in college, and um, some people, some friends had some horses, and they needed some help with them, so they asked me to to start working with them, and then one thing led to another, and I decided that I wanted to train horses professionally. And Wow. So I, I did that for about 40 years.
0: 40 years? I didn't know you were 40 years old.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I always was going to retire from training horses professionally when I was 60, so I did that, and uh, I set out for a few years and got my amateur card, and now I am an amateur, and I show in the working hunter division uh, as an amateur. My horses are in training with a a hunter-jumper trainer, and... um, I'm looking at another side of it now.
0: That's awesome. Well, as the chairman of the Arabian Sport Horse National Show Commission, you have quite a perspective on sport horses and quite a history there. Why don't we start off with what is the definition of a an Arabian sport horse?
1: Well, so a sport horse is a type of a horse rather than a particular breed. And um, the term is usually applied to horses that are bred for – the traditional equestrian sporting events of dressage, eventing, show jumping, and combined drive. Um, in the Arabian breed, we've added the endurance. But in our case, the Arabian horse was probably the original sport horse. And so all of the characteristics, the natural conformation characteristics, movement and temperament that they have um, show up in a, in a modern sport horse. And so we just find that our breed fits all of these d- disciplines really well, and yeah. uh, so I don't know which came first the you know the chicken or the egg, but um it it's been a natural um marriage for us
0: so what are what are the disciplines um that are involved in the sport horse discipline, and aren't all types of arabians able to compete? <clears throat> Oh, yeah,
1: certainly they are. Um, You know, we encourage people to breed uh, Arabian sport horses for specific characteristics or qualities, which would be their conformation, movement, and temperament. Um, The disciplines that make up a sport horse is dressage, three-day eventing, show jumping, and working hunter here in the United States, and combined driving. And then, like I said, we've added endurance to that.
0: Gotcha. And then there's also the in-hand part, which is just the breeding classes.
1: The sport horse in hand and the sport horse on your saddle are two things that are specific to our breed shows. And the sport horse in hand is very important because those are bred; uh, those are judged by judges who are carded in either dressage, eventing, show jumping. And so they are looking at those at our breed, but how it would be um, suited for the disciplines that I've mentioned, and um, meaning relative to all breeds. It's yes, but it, but it's a very important part of our shows, a very important makeup of our shows, because they are breeding classes, and so we're trying to re- reward people who are breeding these horses. For our the specific sport horse uh events,
0: got it so what is the the brief history of the Arabian sport horse
1: um, well in my case you know I got into them kind of backwards through the Spanish horses because, as a trainer, I was helping a uh and managing a farm that was interested in Spanish horses, and so we were importing a lot of horses from Sp- Arabian horses from Spain. And over there, they're bred by the cavalry or the Aguada Militar to produce cavalry horses or war horses. Lady Wentworth, who owned Crowded Park, um, she bred for the cavalry as well, and they make up a, a, a foundation of, for the wh- Arabian horses in the United States. And most of our horses will trace back to those crabbit horses. So we have kind of two very important breeding programs that have um, been breeding for sport horses since, you know, the early uh, 20th century.
0: So the Arabian sport horse, though, as a competition is relatively new. How many years has the Sport Horse Nationals been around?
1: It's been around for 15 years. We're getting ready to do our 16th year, and um, it was created as an offshoot for the for the nationals because the show we couldn't expand. We have we've always had people who were interested in jumping their, their Arabian horses or or showing them in dressage, but the nationals itself, the U.S. nationals, was too large for us to continue to add classes to. So we decided. That um, that that we would try to create a standalone sport horse national championship, and the people that that first, you know had the foresight to do that really did a, a wonderful thing for our breed because it gave us a showcase for these horses a national showcase for these horses that we could um, increase the size. And we that's where we were able to bring in the Sport Horse Under Saddle classes and the Sport Horse in Hand classes, which are a huge part of our show. And yeah. we couldn't hold them before when we had the regular US
0: nationals. Yeah, there just wasn't enough room to have much there, more expansion of classes. and exactly. quantity.
1: You're away you know, you're away for two weeks as it is, and so when we had all of those shows, you know, our national show would have taken three weeks. We just can't
0: so the 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 show is this will be its sixteenth year, and you know what are what are the number of horses that attend that show? It's grown in popularity so much over just a relatively short amount of time. Uh,
1: we it's about four hundred to five hundred horses. I okay. would want to mention that we're the only uh, standalone breed sport horse show national show in the country. Oh wow! Um, there's you know there are other breeds that have sport horses in their competitions, but none of them have a, a national show that stands alone
0: like ours does. Well, it's certainly been a very um fast growing and very popular discipline in our breed, and it really opens the door for more types of Arabians and half Arabians and Anglo Arabians to get involved in the showing competition. What what do you think makes the sport horse so popular?
1: I I think there's or three things
0: um
1: number one a lot of people start out riding hunters or or they start out in dressage and um and they are attracted to those disciplines um they're also attracted to our breed because of the temperament and the size and the family horse aspect um so everything kind of works together to come together but i think really the scorecard in the sport horse has been very popular. And we're seeing that in the main ring as well, that a lot of the fastest growing um, disciplines, whether it be ranch riding or showmanship, are these disciplines that have a scorecard. And I think that people like to be able to see their um, how their their performance went and be able to run it back over their mind immediately right after their class and see right. what the judge thought uh, so that they can kind of get a plan as to how they're going to improve. So I think that scorecard is a very important part of it.
0: Well, and other than the scorecard, you know, do people just, is it easier for them to keep, compete without having a professional trainer? Or are there any other aspects of being involved with sport horses that make it easier or simpler or more fun? Well, I,
1: I do think that that's part of it too, because you can't, the, the you can't just go keep your sport horse in training and plan on getting on it outside of the gate after the trainer has warmed it up. There's definitely a partnership. The sport horses are, are, uh, have to be extremely well-trained and you have to develop that partnership with your horse. And the only way that you're going to do that to produce a successful and competitive sport horse is to work with it on almost a daily basis or on a regular basis. And that's why a lot of people have horses is so that they can ride them regularly so that they can spend time with them and so that they can develop that partnership. And the sport horse disciplines are a natural fit for that.
0: Yeah. So it's a little easier to be involved with the horse, maybe with a little less, you know, daily, monthly, annually expense. Uh, you could
1: make it less expensive because you could keep the horse at home and you can go to train, you know, you can haul to riding lessons, have your trainer come in for riding lessons.
0: Right. And that's yeah, you can reduce the cost quite a bit um, with a sport horse. So, where do people compete with Arabians and half Arabians and Anglo Arabian sport horse um, locally? Where do they get qualified to end up at the U.S. the youth? I I'm mean, sorry, the Arabian sport horse nationals. Well, the the disciplines are growing. We do have an open competition program where
1: that AHA has developed where you can show an open hunter jumper shows or open dressage shows and then you those points and what you your placings are counted and logged in at AHA and so you can use those as qualifications. But what we also have is we have a lot of with the advent of the one day shows and the value shows, we're seeing sport horse shows, standalone sport horse shows being developed and increase in numbers all along. So there's a lot of local sport horse shows. We didn't have a lot of management that knew how to put these shows on, but they're learning, and we're having people come in, it seems like, that are now able to put on a, a dressage show. It's a little more more involved. It's certainly different than a main range show, and the same with the Hunter's jumper show. Uh, but we're getting people that are a little more experienced and are, and are figuring out how to get this done.
0: That's awesome. So, essentially, most of these people are qualifying for the national championship by going to open all-breed shows. Uh, I would say that not most
1: of them. I, I say it's an option. Maybe a third of them will compete okay. in those. Uh, we're still going to have two-thirds of the people are going to compete in sport horse shows uh, that are Arab AHA shows. The reason is just because the sport horse in hand is not offered at the open shows and the sport horse under saddle is not offered at the open shows. And so they have to qualify for those at, at a shows.
0: Gotcha. Well, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about the sport horse nationals, a few details that we haven't already learned, like um, some of the different um, elements of the show that you might like to share.
1: Well, um, it goes
0: over five days
1: and it's held over five days. We rotate that show between the east and the west, and it is going to be – this year it's going to be in Nampa, Idaho. It's been in Nampa, Idaho for, I think, eight rotations. They were only on in California one year, and then they landed in Idaho, and it's been pretty comfortable there for a long time. Uh, we get a good support from the Pacific Northwest, and like it being there, but we still get a lot of people that drive – across country because it's it's a beautiful facility and, and the weather is always wonderful that time of year and people enjoy showing there. Our East Coast uh, show or East show is usually a little bit bigger um, than the one on the West Coast. There's just more people on that side that are showing sport horses. And we've been in Lexington, Virginia. We've been in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, Let's see, we um I can't remember where else we were there. If last year in 2019, we were in Balmora Park, which is outside of Chicago, and we had a beautiful show. It was a wonderful location and a lot of people came out for it. So we're looking for uh our East Road rotation right now, and we have several places in mind. We're just waiting to sign a contract. I got so it. So the, the
0: the West Coast show is in Nampa, Idaho. Is that correct?
1: Yes, the West Coast is in Nampa, Idaho, um, this year. And then, and then, we, then
0: the oh, um,
1: we don't, the don't West have a
0: show thing. has just moved around a little bit to eventually find its own kind of more permanent location.
1: Yeah, I felt I I think we were very comfortable in Valmore Park, and we would have signed a a longer we actually had a longer contract but that facility got sold right after we held our show there and uh, I think it's going to be a racetrack I don't think it's going to uh, be a show facility anymore.
0: Gotcha so y'all will be looking for another location on the east coast or you already have one? No we don't have one yet we have some that we are studying and
1: we haven't signed a contract yet I'll put it that way
0: well, Jim, thank you so much for your time and sharing a little bit about the sport horses and your history and passion and love of Arabian horses. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we close out?
1: Oh, I don't think so. I appreciate you asking me. I, you know, it's my passion. I love the sport horses. I love jumping. Uh, I, I love the dressage and the and, uh, venting and all of that. And I, I really like the type of horse, the type of Arabian horse that is necessary for those for those disciplines and so it's it's been a lot of fun for me and i appreciate you giving me this opportunity to
0: talk about it well jim if people want to reach out to you after this podcast what's your best email for them to reach you at js porch at
1: net, and that's j as in jim s as in sam p is in paul o is in oscar r is in rodeo c is in charlie H is in hotel at
0: Comcast dot net. Well that's perfect. If anyone wants to reach out to We Love Arabian Horses, our email is hello at we love Arabian dot com. So feel free to email us anytime. And Jim, thank you again for joining us and we really appreciate it.
1: Thank you.